One of the ways that I have coped with the losses of the last year, for those who haven't listened in a while, um, referring to the loss of both my father and brother in the last year. Anyway, one of the things that that has done in me is really um, kind of sparked an aliveness and a curiosity about how people dive deep into challenging times or challenging maybe even edge experiences. So for example, I've learned to scuba dive. I've really deepened my aerial practice. I've been continuing on and even deepening my practices with meditation, with yoga, with the things that have helped me feel really alive and grounded and balanced. I've also been talking a lot and doing a lot of research with different forms of healing ways of processing grief in different cultures and different traditions, even uh, doing a lot of research and talking with people who are on the forefront of the kind of new, newly rediscovered, it's not new, but the um, sort of newly come back into cultural consciousness using things like psilocybin, which is mushrooms or hallucinogens or MDMA as ways of resetting or changing the mind and, and healing things like depression or post-traumatic stress disorder. So basically, you know, this last year of my life has been this immersion or at least openness to learning about and thinking about and experiencing lots of different kinds of things that are a counterbalance to the heavy coldness of death. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs. And I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about an experience that I actually am just returning from today. So it's super fresh. I did a meditation practice um, with my friend, Jeff Banman, where we interspersed different kinds of breathing techniques and meditation focuses, foci, I don't know, meditation emphasis, I guess, <laughs> with shooting guns. So at first we shot handguns and then we shot a long range like sniper rifle. So this is a very, very unusual practice in meditation and very unusual for me. I'm just going to say right at the beginning, like I have very, very cautious uh, beliefs and convictions about gun ownership. You know, politically, I definitely line up on the side of fewer guns is better and make it more difficult and lots of background checks and all those things. Uh, this is not a conversation about guns per se, but any of you who are like, wow, Sherry is, is pro-gun. She's, you know, off shooting guns. It, it's really not a story about that at all. The guns were really just a tool in which to experience the direct, really tight feedback loop of careful breathing and meditation. Besides spending an afternoon shooting clay pigeons at the West London shooting school, I've never fired a weapon. I'm, I don't own a gun and definitely didn't come from sort of a gun family. None of my friends hunt. So it's, it, this is very like out of character, out of tradition for me to use a weapon in this kind of way. 
But I thought I would talk about it on the podcast because I think this practice was really eye-opening and interesting. And it has such application for those of us who regularly are put in positions where we really must muster some inner resources really fast. So we either need to keep very calm in situations of high stress, or we need to manage our internal state so that we can be present in the world in the way that we want. So whether that's present to other people, whether it's making a a pitch, whether it is speaking on a stage, whatever it is that is sort of being required of us requires us to manage our internal state in a way where we are in control. And I think a lot of the folks that I work with, entrepreneurs, people who are in high stress situations, one of the things that makes or breaks the difference in success is their ability to tap into their inner state and manage their level of arousal, their level of disruption, their level of kind of inner jitters, and be able to find a place of calm centeredness, even when every cue around them suggests that they should have a different kind of emotional reaction. Jeff developed this program together with Dr. Doug Brackman. And Doug was actually on the podcast. He wrote a book called Driven. He was on the podcast for episode 206. He is an incredibly brilliant guy. I have a ton of respect for him and for what he does. He's a, he's a clinical psychologist, of course. So he's one of the cool ones. So Doug, together with, with Jeff, developed this way of thinking about meditation where there's a tight feedback loop. So there's an experience of meditating, and then there is a directly observable consequence to that meditative experience. And Jeff spent many years um, in the Special Forces and then worked with the CIA and then has also been a professional firefighter. So Jeff has had lots of experience calming and centering in really high intensity situations. And so Doug and Jeff together came up with this strategy of like, hey, what if we use, you know, shooting a gun at a, at a firing range as the feedback loop, as the thing that helps us see instantly the consequence of being able to ground well. Often the problem with something like meditation is, you know, it feels good in the moment, but then you like jump into your day, you jump into your life and you don't always like experience the the benefits or at least know that you're experiencing the benefits. But this kind of practice, I think, again, keeps that feedback loop really tight. You can feel the difference. And so the way that this works or the way that it worked today. And so I did this with a group of women, um, my friend Kelsey Ramsen, who has also been on the podcast somewhere around episode 200, um, invited invited us. And this is a group of entrepreneurs who are all running businesses, often also managing, you know, the challenges of household and children and, you know, building things. So this is an intense group of people. And we show up at this shooting range in Southern California and most of us have not fired a weapon. This is kind of a new experience. And we simply begin by practicing some deep breathing, practicing lining up the body with the sort of the top of the head in line, straight spinal column all in line over the hips. We're sitting on meditation cushions. And we begin to move our breath down from our chest into our belly. I've talked about this in the podcast before. And if you've ever seen me speak live, chances are I've thrown in a breathing exercise in the middle somewhere. But just this deep awareness of how to settle into the body. 
in this particular practice, we keep our eyes open. We don't close eyes because we're taking in information from the surrounding environment. And the task is to be able to see and hear and tune in to all that's happening around, but yet still maintain that inner sense of equilibrium, of calm, of groundedness. So after a few moments, well, (laughs) more like five to 10 minutes, you move from the meditation cushion over to the gun range. So we began with handguns. And of course, we have Jeff, a professional there to give us really clear instruction in how to hold the weapon properly, how to manage safety, all of those things. And there's a site or a, you know, a place that you look toward the handle of the gun and then there's one on the tip of the gun. And the goal is to line those up and be able to see and maintain their alignment while pulling the trigger. And the, the trigger, of course, has like a lot of resistance. It, it is a challenge to pull the trigger at a constant force rather than either walk up and like sort of meet the resistance and then squeeze really forcefully, which, you know, causes the alignment of the sights to be off. Or the other way is to sort of halfway squeeze, realize you don't have enough pressure and then kind of like just basically anytime that you're applying inconsistent pressure, there's a jerk or there's a movement and your, your alignment is off and you're not going to hit the target. So there's a lot of like presence practice for your finger, right? To exert this constant force. But the other piece of this is really maintaining that sense of calm power really in the core of your body. So from your belly button all the way through your chest where there's both the alignment muscularly in the body, which you've just done in the meditation, right? You've just sat on the cushion. You've just practiced stacking your spinal column. You've just practiced that deep breath. You've just had this like snapshot of what it feels like in your body to be calm and still, and then in your mind to be calm and still. And then the challenge is to bring that in, maintain a very similar posture. Of course, you're not sitting on a cushion, you're standing up, but the alignment is really similar. That's one of the things that so struck me is that way of holding your body that you do on a meditation cushion really transferred over to holding the weapon. So that calm centered line through the middle of the body, and then that constant maintaining the sights in alignment, and then the very strategic continuous pressure, and then being able to follow through by holding your body constant and still even after there's been this like explosion in your hand after you pull the trigger. And then of course, you can instantly see whether you've hit the target or not. It makes a sound, it, there, it forms a hole. You know right away if you brought all of those subtle little pieces together into alignment in order to optimize the likelihood that you will hit the trigger. And of course, this gets easier with experience, just like any kind of meditative practice. But there's not really like walking in on a given day, anyone is totally capable of firing a weapon really accurately once they know how to align all of these pieces together. I think, you know, a weapon really evokes this very visceral sense of power, violence, it's kind of scary. A lot of the people that were part of this today really had pretty significant emotional reactions, either to the aggressive nature of it or how difficult it was to control or wield, like sort of how hard it was to do. And some people just really, really didn't like it, which of course is is totally fine. 
But I think what's interesting about about doing a meditation this way, of course, you're there's tons of tons of details that make the difference between whether you're successful or not. And as I mentioned, one of those core sets of details has to do with how you maintain your body and your breathing and your internal sense of calm. But I think that one of the other things that was really interesting to me to go from meditation, which really is a practice in cultivating safety, an internal sense of safety and calm, and then to move from there really directly into an object or into a situation that is inherently unsafe. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're holding this potential murder weapon, like all of a sudden this very like violent edgy power was within your hand. So how do you hold the two together? How do you find within yourself the stretchiness to maintain safety and calm while also the courage to wield well this very powerful tool? And I think that is like the money question for me with a lot of the founders that I work with because we are a crew of people who have a lot of internal power, whether we have a voice that we want to use, whether we have an idea, whether we have technical ability, like whatever it is that is living inside of us that is like something that we have to, you know, learn to manage and wield well because sometimes it can be dangerous. I've seen entrepreneurs get so kind of captivated with the power of what it feels like when they're growing their business or what it feels like when they're successful, that it undoes other things that they value. It undoes their family. It undoes their decision-making. But how do we maintain healthy relationship with the powerful, powerful tools that live inside of us while also maintaining a level of safety, emotional safety, physical safety, substance abuse safety for ourselves and for the people that we love? And so it's this really, for me, this radical dichotomy of being on these two edges, the edge of really deep, calm stillness, and then the edge of like radical motion and power. And to have them exist so close together in the same day was really helpful. It was really eye-opening for me. And I, I suspect for many folks that, you know, that would be listening, you live in some of those spaces too, some of that vacillating between these different edges of life. One of the other lessons that I really carried away from the experience was that even though, you know, shooting a weapon accurately is something that you, that does get better with time, it gets better with practice. My sense, and I, I could be wrong about this, not very experienced, but my sense is that the thing that you get better at is the calming and stilling of the body. Yes, you more quickly remember exactly where to place your hands and exactly how hard the, the trigger needs to be squeezed. There's muscle memory. But the practice really in getting good at something like this is the centering And I think the fact that you have to reset every time is a helpful reminder to me. Even those of us who spend a lot of time thinking about these things, how to maintain calm in the midst of chaos, you never achieve it. You achieve it in one moment and then the next moment offers a new challenge. Like it's something that gets achieved over and over and over and over and over again. It gets practiced over and over and over again. And that means in some ways that there are no gurus, that we never arrive. We are always only successful in our self-control and our meditative practice in that one moment. And then it resets and we have to do the challenge all over again. 
which frankly, for some reason I find really comforting. I mean, I, maybe as I think about it now, I don't know if that's like deeply comforting and it, in some ways it'd be nice to just be like, yeah, nailed it. I'm like a meditator and I'm awesome and I've arrived and I'm done. But I think the other, the thing that is comforting about it for me is that in the moments when I haven't arrived, the moments when I'm not calm, the moments when I lose my shit, that the next moment is an opportunity to do better, to find center, to find calm, to deep breathe, to reset, to line up the sights, to apply pressure consistently with control, with ease, and work on hitting the target again. So whatever practice helps you build up these skills, that capacity to center, the capacity to have even a feedback loop that helps you know whether your centering was successful. Whatever practice you use, I, you know, I hope that you have one. <laughs> I guess that's the point. If you are interested in doing something like this, definitely reach out to me. I'll connect you with Jeff. I'm a huge fan of Jeff. One of the reasons that he has recently started about a year ago, the Operational Mindset Foundation. And this is a nonprofit organization in which he helps first responders, so lots of people in the fire service, EMTs, police officers, as well as recently returned veterans, people who have combat experience. He is interested in helping those folks use these kinds of skills, this calm centering, maintaining control over one's inner experience having a tribe of people, anyway, using those kinds of skills to help offset some of the tremendously high rates of suicide that we see in that community, the high rates of mostly untreated, unreported depression, PTSD, that we are living in the midst of lots of people who we deeply rely on, who we don't always equip well for mental toughness and for resilience. Not that, you know, they're not well-trained, but there's so much more that we can do to help insulate folks from the negative effects of having these extreme edge experiences. So Jeff leads these meditation at gunpoint retreats and then also feeds those resources back into the Operational Mindset Foundation in order to provide some excellent training and support for the folks that we most rely on. So if this is interesting to you, reach out to Jeff, reach out to me, and um, your money and time is going to a good place, I promise. It's never too late to begin a meditation practice, a presence practice, those internal resources that will help support you for the next moment of challenge. Because we do know that the moment of challenge is coming. We don't know what form it will be in, but we know that it is. And in those moments of challenge, really the only thing that is controllable is yourself. It's your voice. It's your breath. It's your ability to relax and maintain it a level of composure within your body. So it's a skill that is worth cultivating. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.